Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Adam Roberts. Executive producer, other side of the glass. We are broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Coming up, if you missed Bob Harlan, uh, earlier uh, in the Wendy's Big Show, he called in literally to the listener line, um, and we had to make sure we weren't getting punked or something, so Gary got on the phone and uh, came on and wanted to congratulate Leroy Butler, so you'll get a chance to hear that uh, coming up. Bob Harlan's just so, so good. Uh, so before we get to that in the next segment, I just, I just want to go back and revisit a topic that we did um, that we never got a chance. We really didn't get a chance to do many of our topics uh, today. We had a whole bunch of stuff going on. But one of the topics we did earlier was if the Packers move on from Jordan Love, what would you view as acceptable compensation for him? Uh, and a bunch of people, a bunch of people uh, tweeted in um, with their thoughts on what they would uh be willing to accept in a trade for Jordan Love. Uh, Windy City Cheesehead tweeted at Big Show Network, fourth, third, if we're lucky. So he's saying, I don't know if it's a he or she, I think it's he, uh, is saying that best case scenario, maybe you get a day two pick, but probably a day three pick. John uh, tweets at Big Show Network, I keep seeing people saying they could uh, next, uh, they could... Get a back-end first-round or second-rounder. I think the best case is a third-rounder, more likely a fourth-rounder. My name is Jeff, says two ones and an eight. No chance. Never happened. I think hopefully he's being sarcastic. Ken Ingles, our guy. If the Packers commit to Rodgers with a meaningful extension this offseason, you have to imagine Love's agent is getting his client out of Green Bay for a chance to compete for a real starting job elsewhere instead of rotting away on the bench. 1,000%. Like, that has to be what happens. It just has to be. As soon as they announce or they tell you that Rodgers is signing on for a couple more years, if that's what happens, gots to go. And to be fair, if you're Aaron Rodgers, again, maybe if it comes from Aaron Rodgers, it comes off the wrong way. 
But if you're Aaron Rodgers, I think you have to literally go to Murphy and Goody and go, look, I'm in. Like, I'll sign the deal. I'm in. I'm here with you for the next couple of years. Fine. Done. But you can't let Jordan Love just sit here and rot, guys. Like, this doesn't even have to do with me. If you let him sit here and rot through this whole, you know, four or five-year deal and not play at all unless I get hurt, and I don't play not getting hurt, right, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, dude, you're killing his career. You're killing him of a, a chance to get paid, paid on that next contract if he's not here. Like, I can drive quarterback in a couple of years, whatever the case may be, but you you should not sit here and sit here with him going forward. You should do right by him and move him and give him an opportunity to go somewhere else and have a chance to play right away. Now, where is that going to be? I have no idea. I mean, the New Orleans Saints obviously come to, to mind right away. They don't have a quarterback at all. So that would be one obvious trade candidate. The Indianapolis Colts are another team that apparently are going to possibly cut Carson Wentz and move on. Uh, which makes sense. And they don't have a quarterback. If that happens, if as far as moving on from Carson Wentz, there was talk that Indy wanted Jordan Love in that draft uh, until the Packers swooped up in front of Indy. And uh, there was talk that's why the Packers moved up because they thought Indy was going to take him. So if that really is the deal, if Chris Ballard, the general manager in Indianapolis, does like Jordan Love still, and normally, in most scenarios, when a GM likes you coming out of a draft... More times than not, even two, three, four, five years later, they'll still want to bring you in to see you if they liked you coming out of the draft because they think that their coaching staff can fix you and get you to play at the level that they thought you were capable of playing of coming out of college. In large part, I think that's kind of what happened with Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard wasn't working out in the league necessarily, but Ron Wolf loved him coming out of college and wanted him to come in and fill a role and thought he could fill it relatively well. So he made the decision to go get Desmond Howard. Because, again, going back to what I said, loved him coming out of college. You see it all the time in pro sports. It's not just an NFL thing. You see it in in basketball all the time. Somebody may not play all that well. Might have been a lottery pick. But this other GM liked him a lot, so I'm going to bring him in and see what he looks like in training camp. Or I'm going to give him a 10-day contract and see what he looks like. I want to see what the issues are. Happens all the time. So talking about compensation for him. Uh, I, I got a bunch of tweets, like I said. Uh, another one, uh, O'Brien's uh, sweet, uh, tweets, not sure, but they will absolutely be keeping him before accepting a third to sixth round pick, like these comments are saying. First off, you're not getting a one for him. Can we start there, please? Can we all just accept you're not getting a one for Jordan Love if he can't get on the field and do something? He hasn't been able to do anything when given the opportunity to play quarterback. And we can talk about that Chiefs game, and clearly he was not ready, obviously. And they proved it, Spagnola by blitzing the house all the time and really making him look like he wasn't ready. But he's not ready. No general manager, I don't think, unless there becomes a bidding war between like two or three teams of all these people wanting Jordan Love to be their next franchise quarterback, unless that's a thing... I can't see how they get a first-round pick. Aaron tweets at Big Show Network. What about trading Jordan Love and our first-round pick to move up to around uh, 15th in the first round? Not sure if you'd rather have more picks, you get a second for Love, or a higher pick in the first. That is a great point and a great angle to the story, Aaron. I think from 
the perspective of the Packers, if they believe they're moving up to, say, the middle of the first round, flipping picks and then adding Jordan Love, and if they believe they're going to get a Pro Bowl player that will have an impact in his rookie year at whatever the position may be, I think that probably makes the most sense. Probably does, if the other team is willing to do it. So they don't lose a first. They flop, essentially, and the Packers are able to move up and get a guy that maybe they like a lot more than the prospects that may fall to them there at the end of the first round. Now, let me said that, that's not always the case necessarily. In most drafts, when you're talking about personnel directors and so forth, it's kind of separated uh, throughout the different parts of, say, the first round, second round, third round, right? So it'll be, okay, the elite talent, the can't-miss guys, or at least that's what they think. The elite guys, right, are right here. The top seven, eight guys, let's say. And every year it's different based on talent. Sometimes it's only four or five guys, maybe. Well, So let's say the elite talent is like seven to eight. Then the next group is somewhere from eight to about 25. And then that next group after that is from this number. And then you kind of, you kind of section it off as far as the impact that they're going to have, how good you think they are. You kind of section it off. And that's why I think when you see teams trade out of the first back to the second, it's because on their boards, now let's say they're picking, I don't know, 27. But from 25 to about 35, it's all the same. They think the value is pretty similar, and they like two, three guys uh, in that area. Uh, So it makes sense. Let's get another pick. We can still move back, still get value, the same value we would have here at the beginning of the second round. And... Because it's the second round, not the first round, I don't got to pay as much for this guy. So that makes sense too. So it all kind of just depends, I guess, on if you're in love with somebody or not. Go back to that BJ Raji, BJ Raji uh, draft with him. They take Raji up at the top of that draft. Then they move up out of the bottom, uh, out of the second round, back up into the bottom of the first round for one specific player that Ted Thompson thought would be a game changer of, you know, that, that game changer, that pro bowl type player, that high upside guy that in their opinion, probably shouldn't have fallen to where he fell. And they knew that he would make a huge impact on this team. So they went up and that was Clay Matthews. Saw, wanted him, did it. And I believe the story goes that Ted told, who did Ted tell? Um, I remember if it was, if he told Dorsey, Schneider, whoever it was, he told whoever in that draft room, go up and get that pick. That was it. That was the directive. Go get that pick. Now, I want Clay Matthews. Go get that pick. That was it. Make the deal. Get me Clay Matthews. Okay. Let's go. Let's go get Clay Matthews. So, from from that perspective, it all depends on the value on the board. I don't hate that idea at all. Now, again, part of this is going to be you know, who's drafting there in the middle of the first round and do they need a quarterback uh, on that football team in order to make this work? Got to have a dance partner either way. Uh, Jacob uh, tweets at Big Show Network, top 100 or I'm not trading him. So essentially three rounds, right? If I can't get him on day one, not moving him. And that's fair. They can they can stick to their guns on that deal uh, and hold on to him. You know, the other possibility, and we haven't really talked about it, uh, and it doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. But maybe it's Jordan Love for a player. Not a draft pick, but a player. Maybe it's Jordan Love for a veteran tight end that's better than Josiah DeGuara for next year. 
maybe that's the trade. Maybe it's Jordan Love for a veteran defensive lineman on a team that's deep at that position that can come in and is better than Tyler Lancaster. Maybe that's the trade. We always get into the the situation where we talk about, well, because the question was, if the Packers move on from Jordan Love, what would you view as acceptable compensation for him? And everybody immediately jumped to draft picks. I don't think it has to be a draft pick. I think you could move Jordan Love for an actual veteran player that you know can play in this league at the position he's at and upgrades a position on your team where now I don't got to worry about free agency. I don't got to worry about wasting a draft pick, not wasting a draft pick, but using a draft pick to fill that position. To me, that makes sense too. Cornelius tweeted earlier uh, today, the Big Show Network. First, that's what Packers uh, spent to get him, a first-round pick. And that's what I'd want back, or his butt is staying on the bench after two years invested in developing him. Who is to say if Aaron Rodgers is back, he doesn't have another broken collarbone? Season or career-ending injury must be worth it. That's from Cornelius. And yes, from a Packers perspective, I understand that. I get it. From Jordan Love's perspective and from his agent's perspective, I don't really care that you invested two years in me. You decided that you were going to invest in the next three years with this quarterback, which puts me through my rookie contract without ever having played unless I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt. You can't. You can't look at the future and assume somebody's going to get hurt and then I'll get my chance. To me, I couldn't. I'll just wait. He'll get hurt eventually. Then I'll get to play. I don't I don't think that's the right way. So I say, I think if you're Jordan Love and his agent, you have to go to the Packers and say, guys, it's been fun. Thanks for drafting me, but I'm not sitting here for five years. Just not happening. Not happening. Upton tweets that Big Show Network. If Rodgers is signing a two-year deal, you don't trade him. Of course you do. I mean, he's got three years left, guys. He's got one year this year. If they give him two more on top of this year, he's got three left. That means Jordan Love's five-year contract is done. At the time, he would be done in Green Bay, and he won't have started a full season yet, or a half season, unless, again, he gets hurt. So to me, if that two-year thing happens, toodles, see ya, bye-bye. Now, I'll say this. If it's a one-year extension, if they just add on a year to this contract, so there's one year left. He's got two years left. Maybe Jordan Love stays for one more year to see what happens. Then maybe. But otherwise, no. no not, not happening. Uh, Joe W. Uh, tweets at Big Show Network. How about Jordan Love and a second rounder to Denver for Denver's ninth pick? Done. Do it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't think twice. But now you're talking about selling the Broncos front office that Jordan Love is better than Drew Locke who they gave up on quickly. That's going to mean Nathaniel Hackett has to be the guy that's going to pound the table to get this deal done. Similar, coincidentally or not, similar to how Mike McCarthy pounded the table to get Aaron Brooks from Green Bay to New Orleans. Same thing. McCarthy was in New Orleans, and he wanted Aaron Brooks from Green Bay because he knew him. So, Brooks was third on the death chart. He ends up going to to New Orleans and has the best years of his career with Mike McCarthy 
uh, as the coordinator over there in New Orleans and Aaron Brooks after Mike McCarthy, done. It's all done. Bye-bye. Same thing. Knew him, went to New Orleans, told him, trade for Aaron Brooks, we can win with him, and they did. Brooks played pretty well with McCarthy. But again, after that, it was all said and done. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Bob Harlan. Bob Harlan, who, of course, a longtime uh, president of the Green Bay Packers, was or, or is, well, is responsible uh, for the additions that have been done uh, to Lambeau over the years, including that very first one in which, you know, he himself said was some of the toughest things he's ever gone through from the aspect of trying to get votes in order to get that thing passed in Brown County. You know, there were times that he didn't know if it was going to get done. That he didn't know if he was going to be able to get that whole renovation done of Lambeau Field with a brick facade and everything else. So Bob Harlan comes up next, uh, and it's a great story. He literally called into the listener line and asked our producer uh, if he could come on and congratulate Leroy Butler. How, how cool is that? He listens to us, he says, all the time on WDUZ, the fan, uh, up in Green Bay. So we'll play that Bob Harlan interview for you coming up next. First, got to tell you about my friends over at Young Express. My guy, John Young, and all of his fine folks that work with him, they're looking for dispatchers. So if you're looking for a new career, uh, if you want to work for a company that's been in business for 31 years, or a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine for several years, is one of America's fastest growing companies. Well, you're in luck. Young Express is looking to hire you right now. No experience necessary. They're willing to train you. But, big but here. You have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, have to have good communication skills, be computer literate, have an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers, and at Young Express, you can get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, and a health plan. Apply at youngexpress.com today. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out, milwaukeeadmirals.com. We'll talk with John Greenberg coming up at the end of the week. They released their wrestling night details of what former wrestlers are coming in for the big wrestling night sh- uh, show that they're going to have uh, at the Admirals. Looking forward to talking to John Greenberg about that coming up later in the week. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch your favorite games on while you play your favorite indoor games. And they're a huge entertainment game room. Bocce ball, indoor bocce ball. You don't got to wait for it to get warm out. You can play it right now inside a Q Club of Wisconsin. Pool tables, a bunch of pool tables. Dart boards, shuffleboard. Uh, table tennis, foosball, you name it, they got it. And they sell down some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right, so Bob Harlan the former Packers president, uh, Packer Hall of Famer, Packer legend, whatever you want to say. Uh, he uh, surprised all of us because I don't believe any of us knew this was going to happen, but he called in during the big show in a break on the listener line of all things and said he wanted to come on and congratulate Leroy. And our producer, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, executive producer, was like, I, I mean, claims he's Bob Harlan, but I don't know. So Gary's like, I got it. So Gary goes over the other side, 
he talks to Bob. Turns out it really was Bob Harlan who was coming on to congratulate Leroy Butler while listening to the Wendy's Big Show on WDUZ in Green Bay. And this is how it went. I wanted to call Leroy and congratulate him for so many things he's done for this organization, the city, and the state. Uh, He's always been a true gentleman. And he certainly should have gotten into the Hall of Fame sooner than this, but he handled that like a true gentleman, too, when he was rejected. So I'm so pleased for him. And the thing that really makes me feel so good is that I felt the core of the return of the Packer franchise to elite status in the 90s was Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren and Brett Favre and Reggie White and Leroy Butler. And to see them continue to receive honors means so much to me. And I think the Packers fans everywhere. And Leroy, I could not be happier for anybody than I am for you today. Bob, thank you so much. I'm trying not to crack. This is emotional. You're the reason why I want to stay with this franchise. I mean, really. I mean, that's the reason why I restructured three times because of people like you and your leadership. And I got to tell this story real quick. I remember going to Bob and Gary, you know how small yeah. our jacuzzi was, the showers were. I mean, yeah. Bob, we need some facilities just because we go to these other stadiums. They're, right. they're massive. They're amazing. Bob said, I fixed that. The next year, we had new showers. We had a big old swimming pool for a jacuzzi. The locker rooms were nice. We had real wood, not that panel stuff. We had plush carpet that you put your toes between. And I I didn't have to like spill over and give a Browns locker because mine was big enough. And this was all before the internet, guys. Bob made it so where you didn't want to go home. So if the locker room is a place for the players, everything you want. And then he took it further. What kind of food you guys like? We had that on Friday. You want haircuts? I got that too. You want transportation? I got that too. So every time I swipe my car to go into the building, Bob made it comfortable for us to win. Just concentrate on winning. I got everything else. I mean, if you need a babysitter, you need somebody to pick up your wife from the airport, we got you. So I just appreciate that. And you're the reason why that eventually they put my name up there somewhere. I don't even know. But it's because of people like you. And I remember Lee Remmel telling me this, I'll never forget Lee. He said, Bob is different because you know how people say my door is always open? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob doesn't have a door. Just come on in. I mean, big meetings. Just come, wait, wait. A player, what can I help you with? You tell him and he can go back to his meeting. Bob, you are platinum to every player and I'm just glad. To, obviously, I want you to be there and can't. I mean, it wouldn't be a celebration without you because you represent the G and the G is greatness. But for you to call in now is very emotional because I don't know how many guys have a connection with their former owners or current owners, but you're the DNA and the fabric of what this fan base has meant to me. And of course, to this organization, I just, I remember Tom Bratz when he drafted me, he said, wait, 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 did you meet? Bob Harlan yet? Yeah. Who was Bob Harlan? <laughs> what? I, 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 I just came from Florida State. I don't. He's the guy that signed these checks. <laughs> <laughs> he said you need to talk to Bob Harlan. And of course, your family has been great. They've reached out to me, and I appreciate that. But thank you so much for calling in. It really means a lot. It really does. 
Well, Leroy, I was just so pleased the other day, and thank you for your kind words, but you meant so much to this franchise, and, and uh, your name to be up in that the rim of that bowl is going to mean so much to me. But I just want to thank you for the way you handled yourself throughout your career, uh, the way you've handled yourself since your career. You've been a real honor to know and a real tribute to the history and the tradition of the Green Bay Packers. And I will never forget what you people did. We, we struggled for 24 years to win, and now we've had 30 years of success. And it's people like you who started that that franchise back on the right path, put us back among the elite in the National Football League, and I can never thank you enough or be prouder of you than I am right now. Bob, Gary here, and I think, you know, you start talking about that, Leroy, maybe there's not a lot of guys who names that will be up uh, in, in Lambeau Field that's actually started and finished his career uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, there's a lot of guys with names that are up there but still went and played on for other teams. I think that may be a rarity in itself uh, at Lambeau Field. Yeah, Gary, you're absolutely right. Now, and in particular in this day and age, people are jumping from club to club all the time as soon as, a, mm-hmm. as the checkbook comes out. But uh, Noah Leroy was very, very faithful to this franchise. Never changed. He was the same person I met him when he first came in as a draft choice, and I talked to him as... At his retirement announcement, and I, I have great love for the man and, and great respect for him. And I just, when I heard that he was named to the Hall of Fame, I, I listen to you guys so often during the week, and I wanted to call in today and just welcome him back and just say how pleased we all are and how honored we all are. Bob, if you don't mind, talking with Bob Harlan here on the Wendy's Big Show, maybe a little story time. When did you know? that that whole Lambo Leap thing was going to be a thing that would uh, stay a thing with the Packers going forward? When did you know it was going to become as big as it became? Well, you know, I, it's, certainly when he did it, it didn't even occur to me because I was watching him run down the field and <laughs> playing to the stands and so forth. So I had no idea what he was. I never knew what Leroy was going to do anyway. So when he went to the stands, I thought, you know, nobody knows. But it, it took a while, but not, not, now I get such a kick out of it because... Sparky, I'll be watching games in another stadium, and a, plan, a player will jump into the stands and say, oh, he's doing the Lambo leap. Yep. And they're not even a Lambo. So it's it's something that's caught on. It's, it's decorated down in front of the pro shop now. And um, But it's just just his overall play for the Green Bay Packers and, and what he meant to us. It just was monumental. You know, Bob. People like, like the Roy who have built this tradition. No doubt. But the other, you know, the other thing, I love doing this with him sitting here because he gets so uncomfortable. Uh, but, but the other thing about this, too, uh, that I talked about uh, Thursday and Friday, uh, and I think Gary, when Gary called in Friday, we talked about it, is what, what really makes the whole thing special is, is that there aren't a lot of necessarily former Packer players uh, that are still living in the state long after their career are done and doing things in the state to make the state better. And the anti-bullying campaigns and everything else that Leroy does, I think that's what really separates it. And we had a listener uh, last week that said not only is he a Hall of Fame football player, but he's a Hall of Fame person. And I think that fits. That describes him extremely well and very accurately. Um, He's just always been a, uh, it's been an honor to know him. 
from the day he walked into the building till the day he left, and to, to see what he's done with the rest of his... Every time I turn on the radio, he's on. Every time I turn on the TV, he's on. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm almost tired of him, but I figure, well, I'd better be nice to him today, so I just thought I would. But, um, no, I, I enjoy your show, Sparky and Gary, and you're wonderful people, and, and what, a, what an honor for me to, to know you, Leroy, and to call you today, and I just want you to know I, I could not be more pleased for anybody than I am for you. There is Bob Harlan talking earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Always a treat to have Bob Harlan on. Always, always, always a, a treat. As Leroy and I and Gary talked afterwards, that dude is, as Leroy would say, platinum. There there aren't many people walking the face of the earth, I don't think. Uh, that that are more kind and gentle and understanding and get the business aspect and get the human being aspect and uh, just the whole the, the whole thing. He, he's got everything uh, going, and then he's got you know a platinum family as well of broadcasters uh, all over the place. So just just great stuff. Love having Bob Harlan. I was shocked uh, that he called in. Not shocked that he wanted to congratulate Leroy, but shocked that he called into the radio show. Now, coming up next, we'll hear from another guy uh, that came onto the radio show. Now, this one was a little bit more set up uh, than the Bob Harlan one was, but the Gravedigger, he joined the big show as well. We'll hear from him straight ahead. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The Fan as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland. Edu. Steve Sparky Fiverr, Adam Roberts, executive producer. This segment sponsored by Tally's Tapping Eatery. The private party room is available for groups or companies looking for great food and fun in a safe environment. Check their Facebook for updates. Tally's Tapping Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. All right, I said earlier that uh, this was a little bit more set up. Bob Harlan wasn't set up. He called in. It happened. It was cool. I loved it. Gilbert was a little bit different, right? So Gilbert uh, had texted me yesterday morning wanting to come on. And I told Gilbert, he's, Leroy's not in, so can't do it. I said, but, you know, we're working on maybe doing a special show or something. Uh, I'll get back to you. Fine. Uh, so good old Leroy was, yeah, I don't really want to do a special show and all this nonsense. So no. Okay, fine. So I text Gilbert back. I go, you don't want to do a show, but I think you should still come on. Uh, so we set it up for Gilbert uh, to come on the show uh, today uh, to congratulate Leroy Butler. I mean, my God, he's Gilbert Brown. Who says no to Gilbert Brown, right? The only reason why I am getting a jacket is because oh, of Gilbert Brown, God. Santana, Sean Jones, and Reggie White. Because they assured me that nobody would touch me. And, and Gilbert, you know the story. Kevin Gogan, 6'6", 350. I got up under him to go get biggest head in the NFL. Well, I I, I, I kind of scooped underneath him and tackled him in the backfield. And he got up woofing at me. I stood behind Gilbert and say, "Is there a problem? I mean, <laughs> you want some of me?" And Gilbert standing there with his hands on the hip, like, "Yeah, what's going on with that mask on? You got that mask yeah, on?" Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I just appreciate people like Gilbert because it feels like my teammates were amazing for me. But Gilbert was different. Not only did he let me borrow the best cologne. As his, um, <laughs> this guy got the Michael Jordan cologne before Michael Jordan. Are you sure you borrowed it or stole it, if memory serves correct? Allegedly, Steve. Yeah, I don't Everything remember is borrowing allegedly. being the word Gilbert used. Well, if, okay. if I use it and it's still in my lock, he can just always get it back. I mean. But <laughs> Gilbert, when Edgar left, Gilbert was my brother. Because his mom was my mom. His mom was the first one to call me when my mom passed. And she said, am I right, Gilbert? She said, tell my baby I love yep. him. And yep. so Bob Harlan and Gilbert Brown today, platinum. I mean, really. I mean, here's a guy that won't, he won't get the headlines and all that, but he's the guy that's down front that makes sure my jersey's clean. And I just appreciate that. And you know, Leroy, I told, I told, I, I actually talked to Leroy last night. So Sparky, I didn't let it out the bag. Oh, that's how he knew. I was gonna say, boy, oh boy, no, I was unlucky. I just, guess no, I, I'm guessing and, my brother. I mean, come on now. I told, I told Leroy last night. I said, now when you get your gold jacket, make sure you get a four or five X. You want what? So I can wear it too. You want to try it on? You crazy boy. <laughs> Hey, hey, y'all! It's your four hey, or five X. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get real for a minute. I'm gonna get real for a minute. Now, I live maybe 
two hours and 30 minutes from Canton, Ohio. So I'm that close. Everybody knows how I love uh, Jerry Kramer. Yep. I, I did not go. Everybody knows how I love Jerome Bettis, and we grew up together. We we was on these streets together, and I did not go. Everybody knows how I feel about Mr. Wolf, and I did not go. I would if if I'm dead or if I'm in jail. Or somebody stole my church's eight pieces of chicken. <laughs> I will not miss my friend, my brother, my teammate, put that gold jacket on in person. That's a bold statement for all them other greats that went in. But I will not miss my friend, Mr. Leroy Butler, putting on that gold jacket. Putting on that gold jacket for real. Well, I I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, just that's from the heart. Yeah. See, I told you not to let him on. Now I'm getting all teared up and stuff. You're fine. You you know, (laughs) Gilbert, my brother. I I mean, this is for for me. um, You know, we did a special show Thursday night when he got in. We broke into our programming, did a, a show, and then. Everybody talked about Leroy all day Friday. People were calling in yesterday, even though he wasn't here, wanted to congratulate uh, Leroy Butler. And I, I don't necessarily want to necessarily compare, but um, when we had Bob Harlan on earlier, we talked about Leroy and you know all the stuff he does, uh, giving back and being a part of the community still, as do you, as does Santana and other guys on that team. Uh, and I, I don't know if people ever say thank you. Um, but you definitely deserve a big thank you, just like Leroy does and, and some of the other guys from that team. Because in, in my mind, and I, I don't know, maybe I'll be wrong, I, I just don't know if when we look back at you know this most recent Super Bowl team a decade ago of Aaron Rodgers, if those guys on that team are going to have the same similar love for this community and for the state of Wisconsin like you guys have, just like the 60s Packers had Mm -hmm. Uh, for all those years as well. So on behalf of everybody, thank you for still being a part of the fabric of the community, Gilbert. Well, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all been taught from, from Leroy and them. I mean, when I first got to Green Bay, when I, when I came from that other side where them nasty purple people were, (laughs) and I saw, Greatness when I saw Reggie White. I saw. That's right. But I learned greatness from my locker partner, Leroy Butler. Because I was a young guy. Leroy was there a couple years before I got there. And sometimes he don't even know he's teaching greatness. But you're sitting there listening to it. You're sitting there watching it. He don't have to say it. You know? And... And I was always a sponge. I always soaked it up. I am so glad that I had those years to sit next to my friend because I wouldn't have been that player to dig down deep when you're hurting, to dig down deep in the cold, to dig down deep when you know you got to be right and you got to be 
precise on certain plays so that everybody can eat at the same time. I learned that from number 36. And and I wouldn't trade that knowledge for nothing in the world. When you talk about, uh, Gilbert, uh, that Super Bowl, uh, what was that like for you guys? Mm. I was young. I was young. I was young and I was and I was, you know, I was still trying to learn. I mean, it's just certain stupid things that you can get unfocused about, about weighing on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And dumb stuff like that. But when you got guys like Leroy and, and, and Reggie, I mean, you, you oh, for for the defense. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of talking about the offense. I let them speak for themselves. Right. But defense. You know, when you got two leaders on that team like that, all that dumb stuff gets put behind because I always tell everybody I could be dog tired. It could be in the fourth quarter and I'm dog tired. It's the visual thing. I look down the line and I see Reggie White with his hands on his hips standing Mm -hmm. tall. I can look behind me and see Leroy barking out orders because he know it's coming to the right because he watched the film. He did the things he had to do. There, that that's just like if if Leroy and and Reggie would say, okay, man, we got you got to jump out that window. You 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 forty stories up. You got to jump out that window, but you're gonna land on something soft. I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. I'm gone. That's how that's how precise we were and how we trust each other. And when you got two leaders like that, why not follow? Talking with Gilbert Brown, Packers Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, the Gravedigger, uh, joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show. I asked Bob Harlan this, so I'm going to ask you the same question. When did you realize that that Lambeau leap was going to be more than just a one-time deal and was going to grow to be what it has become? <laughs> I can remember that game vividly because every time you spit, your spit turned to ice when it left your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew the I knew the Raiders didn't have a chance. You know what I'm saying? I knew it, but it's it's some some certain things like you know it's it's a special play because we knew Reggie wasn't supposed to pitch that ball. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's right. We knew if he was going to pitch the ball, we knew that the ball hawk was going to get the ball, Leroy, <laughs> and we knew that he was going to style and profile all the way to the end zone. But we did not know <laughs> what he was going to jump. Everybody said, what is this fool doing? Right. He jumped in the stand. I said, you know the people got all that beer. He's going to be froze by the time he gets back out. Right. <laughs> right. right. You know. Right. You know but it was a special play. And I understand Sometimes they, they they can say, well, Leroy did this and Robert did this. I'm going on record. The Lambo Lee belongs to Leroy Butler, period. Everything else is imitation. Everything else is flattery by the point. The originator did it. Everybody else got a hold of it. Robert did it because he's on offense. They score. They do whatever, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it's kind of like me bringing out the shovel. I never brought it out every time I made every tackle. I only brought it out on them certain bones that needed that shovel to be brought out. <laughs> 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 
I used to have one of his shovels in my man cave. Eddie George, Barry Sanders, and so on. But when Leroy, Robert did it, but when Leroy done it, it was spectacular. No doubt about it. It was spectacular. We'll hear the second part of this interview with Gilbert Brown coming up next. Don't forget the Rami Show at 3 o'clock. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Affordable family fun. Great family entertainment. Highly, highly, highly suggested. Kids always love going to Admirals game, and your kids will as well. Gilbert Brown joined us earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. Here's part two of that conversation. What people didn't see when we went to commercials for the honors after everybody's done, they, all the Hall of Famers rushed the stage. They just rushed the stage. They come up and congratulate. Yeah, them. and the yeah. first day, Edwin James said, man, turn your light off. You're recording. Turn your light off. <laughs> yeah, somebody may say something with me. Right. I said, don't worry. So I turned by because right. I was filming. He thought it was funny. So, so you don't get a chance to see that, but... I think they may release some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff at some point. That'd be cool. Gilbert Brown still with us, the Gravedigger, Packer, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Gary, you had a question for Gilbert Brown. Yeah, we were talking about really the get-togethers of Leroy and and Santana and some of the guys, you know, doing work here in the state of Wisconsin and and the wedding that we were able to attend. Uh, Your thoughts on that, Gil? It's to the point. You know, it's like – when the fans ask you and they say, uh, "How's retirement? How you like? How you uh, how you how you like retirement?" I say it sucks because you 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 don't. First of all, you don't get to choke nobody and, and not go to jail. <laughs> 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 That's second, second man, you you miss walking in that locker room at seven forty five in the morning. And 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 had the best time. Even though you know you got to work to do, mm-hmm. you got. I, I despise running. If we had gas <laughs> that day, but I miss all the times of. I, I would. I, what I would give to see Leroy, Reggie, and George Coons over in the corner joining on everybody. That's what used to happen. Oh my God! I mean, and 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 to have Wayne coming backing them up, you know, <laughs> Wayne had a story about Wayne had a story about I had a gravy, I had a gravy cart, like I had all <laughs> the gravy, and everybody was coming to get it and turn it into popsicle gravy. It was funny. <laughs> I, I, I didn't laugh. <laughs> no, you did. But but it, it, it's the point, man. It's like every chance we get to do good in Wisconsin and we pick up the phone and we ask somebody, Hey man, come help me do this. Mm-hmm. We had a thing in the locker room said, never tell the teammate. No, that's a fact. We would go. And, 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 and people don't know, even the work we doing good, we're not getting nothing for it, mm-hmm. but we're getting the opportunity to see our brothers again. So, which that's is absolutely incredible. Yeah. That's why I had to have guys in my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I had to have, in my wedding, we got married at Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. You know, something different that no one's ever done. And I had normal people come. You don't have to mm-hmm. be a celebrity. Just come. Right. And you sold tickets. Yeah. yeah. And you had we, teachers. We had first responders, government workers, uh, police, you had, you firemen. Had, you had no practice. Military. No what? 
No fried chicken, none. Because <laughs> we wouldn't got, I wouldn't have got married. We'd all been over there eating and having no, fun. No, we, we'd have had, we'd have had <laughs> grease on everybody's tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> no fried chicken. Remember, I told you what Reggie's God. weaknesses were. Remember that, Gilbert? <laughs> Reggie's weakness. He has a weakness, you know, because you know Superman, yes. Kryptonite. But for right. Reggie, it was like those miniature sausages. Yeah. Okay. You see those? He, he came. Gotta focus. have them. And blow like, pop. Yeah. Blow pop. Blow yes. Pop. And the breast of the chicken. No other part but the breast. <laughs> yeah, I mean the breast. You got the buck. Reggie's only come with two breasts, two legs, two wings. I don't believe they don't put four breasts in a box. <laughs> Man, they got other pieces, man. It's all it's all take the same. I gotta have white meat. White I said, okay. and his last weakness was the the quarterback's hard count. Hut, hut, hut. He gonna jump. That's his weakness. That's his weakness. And when I tell that joke, the, his weakness the whole plane, locker room, bus just laugh. Oh and he's laughing too. But those are things that when he sees he gets distracted. So I say, Steve Young is going to hard count you. <laughs> Don't jump, Reggie. Don't jump. Yeah. He said, I won't jump. Jumped anyway. Well, who's going to go up to it? Nobody. Right. right. But so me, actually, me and Steve Young talked about it. He said, remember I pulled Reggie off 31. The next time, you could have got a first down. The next play, I picked it off. So it didn't matter. So I'm glad he jumped. But mm-hmm. Gilbert's right about the locker room. Because when you go in that locker room, that's that sacred place that you can be yourself. There's no judgment. There's no religion. There's no color. The only color is green mm-hmm. and gold, and you love your brothers. And that is what we miss when you yeah. retire. Mm-hmm. So I was telling people like Aaron that, or even like Brady, for some guy want to come out, he's going to miss those locker rooms. When you go in there, you're all one team, one dream, like Woodson said. Mm-hmm. So those times go by fast. All right, with Gilbert yeah. Brown, the uh, Packer Super Bowl champion, a.k.a. the Grave Digger, Packer Hall of Famer, here on the Schneider Orange Hotline on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, let's... Uh, Move a little bit more forward now. Uh, Along the way here, as I was yelling and screaming at writers and yelling and screaming in general on the radio about Leroy not getting in uh, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not even getting to the finalist room up until a couple years ago, how frustrated was it for you and the others as kind of we were all waiting for this to actually finally happen? Oh, man. To me, it was very frustrating. I mean, it's kind of like... You know, we was pushing for Jerry to get in. Right. And then we focused again on Leroy trying to get in. And Dave Robinson. For the guys from, you know, doing Facebooks or or doing it on interviews or doing it on whenever, trying to reach whoever that person was that when his name was on there, they would just turn the page, Mm -hmm. you know? We want him to stay on that page and push our homeboy through because there is no reason. I mean, there's a lot of dudes, but I, I, I'm pissed off because he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. I understand we happy he got in. I understand that. But he, in my book, is a first ballot Hall of Famer, period. I've, I've seen it up close. I've seen what he did, what he does. I mean, for anybody to stick their nose in between two 400-pounders and grab at a quarterback, he crazy. (laughs) 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 He crazy. You got to give it to him. Right. Oh, I love it. Gilbert, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate having you, bud. Have a good day. 
Love take you, my care, brother. Buddy. Hey, hey, love y'all, man. Now I can go cook my banquet ribs. <laughs> yeah, take care, bro. <laughs> you know them frozen ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, you don't eat them. You know the frozen ones from banquet. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's stole. Yeah, yes. <laughs> them the ones that got the gristle in it, uh, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not real, man. Them the ones got the gristle you in know it, what man. That you, is. Chew, you chew right through the gristle, don't you, cuz? <laughs> chew right on through the gristle, man. You crunch it. You know, my grandma told me. She says, you, you know, she says you gotta, you gotta eat the gristle, cuz that's like dinner floss. We can't afford none. <laughs> So there it was Gilbert Brown uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. Rami McAuliffe, I'm sure you missed those days. So much. So, so much. Did you hear Gary on my show yesterday? So good. No. He I was amazing. Not. He was so good. He was in the airport and ha- and he was hanging out with Samaji Pirine's mom and put her on the phone. Really? God, it's wild. He didn't say anything about that today on the Big Show. That's amazing. Yeah, he put her on the phone. I talked to Samaji Pirine's mom yesterday. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 